This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. If you're an Uber or Lyft and you see a study coming together supporting more pay for drivers, what do you do? You commission your own study. I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. With me is Senior Senior Reporter Derek Hart. Derek, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So Seattle had commissioned a study looking to how much Uber and Lyft drivers made. What did the city find? Right. So the the city commissioned its report last fall, and the the final findings of the report were the drivers made about a little over $9 an hour. The minimum wage in Seattle is around $16 an hour. So it showed that drivers did need to have a minimum wage instituted. Gotcha. And then Uber and Lyft, uh, I guess, sensing this study was coming out, it commissioned its own study um, from Cornell. And the results actually came out before the Seattle results came out, right? Well, not exactly. So yeah, Uber and Lyft when also commissioned the Cornell researchers last fall. So they were really ahead of the game. They didn't tell the city and they didn't tell the researchers the, the city had commissioned. And they had given these Cornell researchers a ton of their own proprietary data, which they did not provide to the city. Um, and so the two groups of researchers were quietly, you know, working away on their computations. And the the researchers commissioned by the city of Seattle were set to release their findings July 6th, so last Monday. A few days before that, the Cornell researchers sent over their slides to the city, um, and it was a total surprise to everybody. So they didn't release them publicly at the same time, but they had intended to, but they did give a heads up to the city that they were going to do that on the same day. And so what did the, the separate Uber Lyft commission study find? That study found that drivers make on average $23 an hour, a little bit more than $23. So a huge difference between $9 an hour and $23 an hour. Well, take that together. I mean, clearly there's a big differentiation there. Uh, what's at stake when you, when, when you look at those numbers uh, and, and you're Seattle, like, how does this potentially impact drivers? Initially, what the city of Seattle wanted to do, which is something New York City has done, is set a minimum wage for drivers. And that's not as easy as just saying, okay, everyone gets $16 an hour. Because drivers are gig workers and they have to pay for all of their own expenses, um, you know, like gas, car insurance, cell phone bills, um, all of that has to be kind of added in to so that they end up with an hourly pay, making that $16. And so that's why this gets pretty complicated and you need economists and statisticians to crunch the data. So if you come up with a number that says they make $9 an hour, then you have to think of a number that will then equal $16. So the Berkeley researchers said Uber and Lyft should be paying drivers $28 an hour so that they are making the minimum wage. Conversely, the Cornell report that was commissioned by the companies said drivers are making an average $23 an hour, and that means they're making more than the minimum wage already. And so we don't even need a minimum wage law. 
In, in terms of this tactic, this idea of like bringing in your own research, uh, is this something Uber and Lyft has done have done before? Or? Yes. Yeah. They Uber has a huge team. Well, I don't know about huge, but a powerful team of economists that it's had for several years since back in the Travis Kalanick days that that um, creates reports and data that are seen as favorable to the companies. So they have that internal group of economists who um, are reputed and well known, but then they also work with outside economists, sometimes in collaboration with their internal economists, sometimes all alone, like as in the case with Cornell. And there, there's a really famous um, study that Uber and Lyft did, I think it was around 2014, 2015, um, this kind of the seminal driver study that Uber did with an internal economist and then one outside economist that says that drivers are really happy, basically. That's the the like short takeaway. Um, and that has been criticized roundly for being favorable to companies. Cornell actually republished that story. They, they altered it some, the economist, and made it less sure-footed in that data and republished it uh, in 2018, I believe. Um, Cornell did, even though it was updated, the study, it still was criticized as being favorable. So it's, it's a, it's a practice that is has been happening for a long time. Yeah, and you actually talk a little bit about how um, even this new study has made some waves. Like internally mm-hmm. at Cornell, there's been some criticism at this most recent study. Yeah, you know, um, a, different economists have said this this that number, the $23 an hour, doesn't really pass the smell test. Um, internally, there was a memo circulated um, among the researchers on the project that really questioned the data and the methodology and whether this report was doing the bidding for the companies. And what, what do Uber and Lyft say about all this? Uber and Lyft, um, they've been really touting that $23 an hour number. Um, they have tried to take apart the report that was commissioned by the city. They say that um, it didn't use raw data from the companies because the companies declined to provide it. Instead, what those economists did was um, survey thousands of drivers. They sent out the survey to around 30,000 drivers and ended up interviewing um, a little over 7,000 drivers. So Uber and Lyft say that's not accurate data because they didn't use the data directly from the ride-hailing companies. They also say they question the Berkeley and new school economists and say they're they're real cozy with labor, um, something that both of them have disagree with. Both of the economists say that's not true. Gotcha. And uh, I'm just curious, I mean, this is clearly something Uber and Lyft have done before. What about the rest of the industry, uh, the rest of the tech industry? Is this a pretty commonplace practice there? Yeah, Google is kind of notorious for having done this. Um, they've apparently spent millions on academic studies that show it to be favorable to not have antitrust and anti-privacy regulations. Um, I'm sure every company in Silicon Valley has taken part in some form of this kind of activity, getting reports by researchers to, that are favorable to them. And then overall, it's, it's really... It's a really common practice with corporations. We've seen the sugar industry do it. 
big tobacco, pharmaceutical, chemical companies like Roundup, that most recent case um, of the fertilizer company that was shown to cause cancer. It's it's really common practice with corporations. And I guess ultimately, what's going to happen with Seattle? Like, are they relying on one study or the other? What, how are they moving forward? Uber told me they really hoped that Seattle would take into account this report. It's a 130-page report. It took months to do um, and did you know, take into account a lot of data and a lot of research. The city of Seattle said it's going to it's going to stick with the report it commissioned and use that data and set a minimum wage, which will likely be the minimum wage recommended by the economists that they commissioned, which was the twenty eight dollars an hour. So most likely in a few weeks, Uber and Lyft will be required to pay $28 an hour to drivers. And then that's just in Seattle. I'm just curious how or whether this has any kind of ripple effect elsewhere. Well, you know, other cities are looking to this. New York City was the first city to do it. Um, it's shown to be beneficial to drivers and it's it's shown to kind of work. Um, there haven't there's been some hiccups including Lyft suing the city over it. <laughs> um, but it's it's kind of it's kind of works. It's um, so as the issue of driver pay gets more in the forefront and drivers not being able to make a living wage, I think other cities will start to look at this, um, especially cities, you know, that have progressive mayors uh, like New York and Seattle. I wouldn't be surprised if L.A., San Francisco started looking at something along these lines. Well, thanks, Tara, for joining me. If you have any questions for me or her, drop us a line at The Daily Charge on Twitter. You can check out Dara's story on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.